podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Welcome to the final whistle, where in the Premier Sports League Cup it's ended Celtic 3, Wraith Rovers now. This is Tino, tonight I'm joined at Celtic Park by James. James, job done, up the road? Job done up the road, I would say, yeah, but there's positives to taking that game, you know, the result itself obviously, but good to see players like McCarthy getting a you know, solid game under their, under their feet. Um, disappointed not to see Jack, Jack and Marcus coming on, but yeah, a lot of positives there. Enjoyed the game and good to be in the semis. You mean Giko Marcus? Yeah, that was a bit disappointing. But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, good to get more minutes in the legs for James McCarthy. I um, think he got a good 70 minutes-ish. Um, and we'll cover him and a few guys uh, just shortly. Let's look at the lineup first of all. Um, a couple, of, I wouldn't say huge surprises, but uh, Juranovic dropping out, uh, Ralston coming back in. Um, you know, a couple of... There was a kind of suggestion that you might get more game time in guys like Liam Scales, Jack Amakis we've mentioned, um, Mikey Johnson doesn't feature in the squad. So a couple of puzzlers, but to give you it in full, so Joe Hart, captain again for the night and goals. Ralston right back, eh, Montgomery left back, Carter Vickers and Starfelt in the middle. Then you had McCarthy sitting deep with Turnbull and Rodic eh, either side of him. Abada wide, Yoda wide left, Yota wide left and Albina Yeti up top. Who stood out for you first half? Yota, um, and you know, helping him uh, to stand out was Montgomery. I thought they paired up quite well down there. Both pretty driven, both quite inventive, uh, and obviously, you know, Yota was the the man that was making the incisive moves and the, the creation and getting his goal. Yeah, I think it was very clear, and it, it shouldn't be any surprise with us, but very clear from the outset that Wraith Rovers pretty well drilled by John McGlynn but the plan was clearly to you know blanket the defence and force us wide similar you know to where Livy got their success on Sunday and I thought up to the goal so where was the goal kind of 25-26 minutes up to that it was a fairly frustrating time I think Celtic were trying to find the pockets of space in between the lines but when they couldn't they forced it wide to Abada who I think is a wee bit off form just now um, and Yota, who was a wee bit livelier, but we were struggling to break them down. Yeah, they were compact, well-drilled, disciplined uh, Wraith Rovers in, the, in that first 20-minute period. There's going to be games like that, if not most games like that, in, when we're playing in Scotland, and it's guys like Yota and Abada when he's on and Kyogo when he's fit that are going to um, break those you know, those tight lines. And Yota did that, and then the uh, Wraith Rovers had to open up a wee bit and try and come out and do something. So that that's quite clearly the only way to to combat that kind of setup. I was impressed with the discipline of Wraith Rovers. It's our job to break them down. It's not their job to be loose and let us through. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's also their job to wear better strips. How honking was that? Red it was top? like an old English strip or something. Yeah, I thought it was like a fine fair bag. Remember uh, fine uh, fair bags? Uh, Terrible uh, effort. Um, anyway, but yeah, they set up, up their stall pretty well. Um, Celtic were probing a couple of times. Celtic were trying to find that. You know, incisive through ball inside the fullback. I think Rodic was guilty a couple of times of trying to play a pass that wasn't on and just gifting right. possession. There was also a couple of moments, I don't want to make this sound negative against the guy again, but very early on, Starfelt's tried to play the ball through McCarthy to, you know, to pop it out to Ralston and it's, you know, 
hit off McCarthy and we've lost possession. Mm-hmm. Then just after that, he puts out the park on the left-hand side. And I do think, you know, certainly up to the goal at least, we were lacking a cutting edge. Yeah, and there was a feeling it was just an extension clipped on to the end of the, the living game. You know, Wraith Rovers had obviously done their homework, as you'd said, but it just felt very similar because we were trying those uh, channels down the wing and nothing was coming from it. So, you know, it was just good to finally see the invention from Yotan come inside and get his goal. Yeah, exactly. That's where we got the goal from. Just before the goal, um, I've made quite a, a blatant note here that James McCarthy for me, operates very well as a midfield general and he's not a playmaker, he's not a 10. He's not the kind of guy that's going to make that, you know, incisive through ball, that final ball. 60 seconds later, <laughs> through ball by McCarthy, cuts the defence in two, finds Yota and it was a cool finish, wasn't it? Cool finish and a, and a great ball. You know, I, I agree with you. McCarthy is your, you know, always available, always able to spread the ball about, find the right pass, that kind of thing. But not in terms of, like you say, the, the playmakers. I think he's... He's got a decent amount of skill in him, but it's not his main role. But he played that ball in lovely and great for Yota to you know just tuck it away. Yeah, but we're speaking to a lad John that we know uh, before the game, and he was making that very point. I think some fans have expected James McCarthy to come in and be you know some sort of playmaker, some sort of driving force because he's played Premiership level. But it's never been the kind of player he has. He's no. always been that kind of deep line midfielder, water carrier type player. We'll break up possession, midfield general. And I thought, you know, granted the opposition tonight, but I thought it was one of his better appearances so far. And it will do him the world of good to have done that at home in front of the fans. Yeah, McCarthy's a guy that unlocks uh, McGregor to go and play his attacking football and not have to play the defensive midfield role. So that, that's where we need to be looking at McCarthy and, and what he can do for this team. Yeah, interesting to see what Ange does when Callum McGregor's back. So the suggestion is he won't quite make it in time for Sunday against United, Dundee United, uh, but he should be back in contention against... Uh, James Leverkusen, Leverkusen on Thursday. Yeah. Tough game to come back into, but it'd be interesting if he does allow uh, McGregor to move further forward and keeps McCarthy in that deep-sitting role. So I think that a lot of that depends on Sunday. Um, I don't think McCarthy is anywhere near his, his peak fitness, and a game like Leverkusen could set him back. So if Ange isn't happy that he's, he's fully ready after 90 minutes on Sunday, or however long he plays on Sunday, I think he'll drop him for McGregor. Mm, time will tell. Um, so yeah, beyond the goal, so you know, obviously it has to open up slightly. You know, it's not a league game where uh, you know Wraith Rovers would be happy to sit and encounter. If it's like, you know, it's cup football, if they want to go through, they need to open up at some point. And I think the game was a wee bit more enjoyable at that point. Um, Celtic have generally played it about a bit better, but at one point they've they've gone for a bit more tiki taka in their own box again. It's been very oh, pedestrian. It's hard to you know Starfield, Carter Vickers back to Montgomery. Sorry. And we've played that six or seven passes. Ralston was in there somewhere. In the end product, Wraith Rovers getting a shot away. That's still a concern, isn't it? As and you, you're, you're like you say, no disrespect, but you're playing lesser opposition there. If you're playing a, a decent team, you're, you're picking one out of the net there. I have to say, it's like someone's putting Starfelt through his room one hundred and one worst torture ever. He absolutely hates it. Mm. It's that you know, kick ball at the back. Yeah, I, I made that comment to you during the game. I think Starfield, for for me, and we have seen glimpses of it against Alkmaar in the second half. He is a good up against it defender. He'll win his headers. He win strong tackles. He'll, he'll put his body on the line for you. I don't think he's comfortable as a ball player, which which begs a question: Why he was signed for Ange and the the system he plays in the first place? Yeah, I, I think in time we'll find that's a misread from the scouting team um, as to what was required and. The nuance between a defending defender and 
an attacking team defender. It's maybe very similar to Duffy. You're playing for Brighton, you're defending all the time, you're doing very little in the way of attacking, you're certainly not taking the ball out of defence. For Celtic it's not like that, we'll be defending in Europe and we'll be attacking at home. Yeah, you do wonder if sometimes we're you know, scouting players, going to see them play or, or at least looking at video footage and it looks like they're a good player. But obviously different teams play different ways and, and with different setups. And you know, maybe I, I couldn't tell you the first thing about Ruben Kazan or how they play, but somebody's watched Starfelt and said, he's right for your system. And I don't think he is. And I'm not saying he's a bad player and, he, and he's very early in his Celtic career. And I hope that you know he'll continue to improve and come good. But there's other players Celtic have done that with in the past. We signed um, Klamala who has come over from Poland. He's clearly a guy who really benefits in the counter-attack, and I was speaking to a couple of lads I know through football the other night, and apparently he's having time of his life out in New York yeah. because that's how they play. New York Red Bulls play on the counter, and he finds all that space to run into. That's not how Celtic play the majority of their games. You know, they're up against you know park buses in, in domestic football, and you just wonder if people are looking at players and looking for the wrong things. They're finding players who, at face value, are decent players, but actually, when you get to the bare bones of it, they don't fit the system. Whether that was last year's system or this very unique system we've got under Ange. Yeah, that, that just tells me there's a lack of sophistication in the scouting department. Um, you know, Starfield will have been scouted before Ange came to Celtic. You know, they'll be watching them for a period, and they've not then changed the dynamic of what they're looking for. They've not looked at Ange's system and said, "Oh, you need this kind of defender, right? Fine, I'm listening to you. I'm going to get you this." So this opens up further questions on who's doing the signing, who's doing the negotiations, who's doing the scouting. It's, it's all these messy points that we need Celtic answers to. Yeah, I think so. And we don't have enough time to cover it all tonight, but just thought we'd make the point and we'll see where that goes if we get any answers further down the line. So going into towards half-time, uh, Celtic have made it 2-0. So again, you're heavily involved. David Turnbull has tried to play a, a ball down the side. He's actually got it wrong and the right-back... Looked like he was cutting out. Should have cut out, but it somehow managed to, to squirm under his legs and Yota's in on goal. Yota's done well. Decent feet to find another effort on goal. Keepers parried it. And Abada doing the right thing as a forward player. He's got himself in the right place, right time. Uh, and nodded in the header. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I think that's what we were enjoying from Yota was just that constant invention, constant trying to get. Do you know, it's what we've been seeing from Abada in the first few games of his Celtic career that's drifted out of his game actually so I don't know if there's something coincidental there or if he's feeling a bit uh, out of the spotlight but yeah Yota's direct he's, he's got in he's got his shot and goal and I, th- I think fair play to Abada to, to be in the right place at the right time um, and he's just been alert and on the ball and tucked it away Yeah I think so I think he's found good space it's not the easiest of headers so he's done well just to direct it away from the goalie and Celtic's 2-0 up and looking very comfortable just one further note in the first half was a uh, Quite a wild volley by Yota. Um, Ayeti, I think, actually, to be fair to him, uh, had been working hard to try and find space in the box. He pulled off towards the back post. I think Ralston clipped one across to him. He tried to bring it down his chest, and it broke to Yota. And I think I think that one's still travelling just now. He's just volleyed <laughs> it, it wild. I mean, it'd be a beautiful goal if he'd, if he'd caught it just right, but he did not. Yeah. What do you think about Ayeti? So I, I've defended him the last couple of games, and I'll tell you why. And I understand at times he's not the sharpest. He's nothing like the kind of player that uh, Kyogo is. They're just very different strikers. But I think he has worked hard to find space and get himself in positions. There's been very little service to your centre-forward the last two games now. I don't mind the application. It's, it's been OK. I don't think it's been great. Um, but I know what you mean. He's putting some kind of effort in. I just think whatever it is, you know, if it's just a, a misread, a mismatch, whatever it is, I just don't think he's ever, he's ever going to make it at Celtic. 
when when the, the drop in quality from Kyogo to a Jetty is of that scale, something's not right and you're better to just change the personnel there. Yeah. And as we've mentioned tonight, we didn't change the personnel. We, you know, we did have a striker on the bench for the first time in a few games uh, in Georgius Giacomakis. And he didn't feature at all. And obviously, we'll, you know, we'll cover the second half in a minute in terms of how comfortable the game was. You know, Celtic weren't on fire by any stretch tonight, but very, very comfy. Um, surely when you're at least 3-0 up against 10 men, Ray Throbers, by that point, can we not give him 10 minutes, 15 minutes? I can only think when he's been warming up, he's, he's felt a slight twinge or something and Ange doesn't want to risk him because he, he, he definitely needs the cover. So there's no point in bringing him on when the game's already won unless you're going to want to you know, get some game time in his legs and if, the, if it's a risky putting game time in those legs, that's all I can think because there's no other reason why you wouldn't get him on. Yeah, I always think that if you're on the bench in any game, you're fit to play. That, that's you know, what I'm thinking. It must have happened during warm-up. Yeah, I mean, you might be called upon five minutes in, for example. So, yeah, I do think it's strange. I just thought that was a perfect opportunity to get him what seems to be much-needed game time. I wonder as well if maybe Ange knew he wasn't fit for tonight, but maybe wanted to get him around the first-team squad, yeah, experience Celtic Park. So, maybe there's something there, however. So, getting into the second half, you've barely time to sit down, and it's 3-0 Celtic. Um... David Turnbull striding forward from midfield he's called in a, a lovely finish from just outside the box this is you know really this is Turnbull um, and why I thought he was such a hot prospect and it's why I've been so dismayed the last few games because that's exactly that. that's a really intelligent goal he, he, he can see that and others can't he's seen the gap he's seen the goal he's not quite attentive to it and he just clipped it, and it's such an effortless, beautiful goal. Um, really, really impressive, and I hope that just gives him confidence to kick on because he needs to. Yeah, I hope so. It was a great finish, and, and hopefully that does give him the lift he needs because he's had a very indifferent start to the season. You know, he's got a hat trick in, in an early league game, and some of the other games, particularly in Europe, he's looked a wee bit off the boil. So it was good to see him come into the game tonight, and definitely the the goal will do him the world of good. Also, need to give credit to Tony at Celtic Trends tonight. He got in touch pre-match to. To tip Turnbull to score at any time outside the I box at 91. Yeah. So, fair play to Tony for that, and it was a, a very decent shout, which I never bet. Uh, <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Um, but, yeah, you know, at that point, you know, if you thought it was Everton down to 2 0, it was definitely uh, all taken care of at 3 0. There was a break not long after that, maybe five minutes after that, but I think Turnbull's actually won it back in the edge of the box, fed it to Abada, and he has absolutely burst a gut to sprint the length of the park to get beyond Abada and make himself available for the, the slide rule pass to the right-hand side. Instead of doing that, Abada's gone the other way and basically just passed it to their centre-half. And Again, it was really frustrating, and I don't want to be negative in any way after a 3-0 victory, but I just wonder if Abada's you know, not quite at himself. He obviously missed the game recently you know, for religious reasons and different things, but you wonder if this is what you would want a James Forrester summer breathing down his neck, Mikey Johnson, another who was for some reason absent tonight. Dembele we know is out injured for a bit longer term but I think wingers need to have somebody breathing down their neck to, to really bring out the best of them to perform yeah I, I think Abada's a real real talent I really do I've been delighted with him since he came in up until probably the the Rangers game there um, I don't know if he maybe that kind of defeat he, he took heavily because he's not kicked a ball since um, he's got talent we just need to coach it back into him yeah, I mean, he started life brilliantly at Celtic, getting that goal against Mitchelland. Had some excellent games since then, picked up a couple of goals, a couple of assists. But he has gone off the boil. But listen, young guy, 19 years of age, young, you know, winger, 
and it's that kind of position where they can come and go. So hopefully there's better competition for him sometime soon. Yeah. Um, there's also a notable incident not long after that where the aforementioned Ayeti, he's shown good feet in the box, um, looking like he's going to get a shot away. And I can only describe their defender as falling on the ball and giving the ball a wee cuddle and somehow it wasn't a penalty. What did you see? Well, I saw exactly that. I mean, I thought he was fouling Ajeti as well as, you know, I mean, he didn't, he went, he put his hand straight on the ball and then fell on the ball. Um, the referee was you know, in a decent position to see it. He just didn't want to give it. So, make it that what you will, but it was a snowball penalty. Yeah, strange not to give it. Anyway, um, as we approach the word mark, uh, Dario Zanetti, Zanata, Zanata, not sure of the, the pronunciation, I'm afraid, but uh, number 11, you know the one for Wraith Rovers, picked up a, a second yellow to, to take the red card uh, after great work in the wing by Tony Ralves. Um, it was stupid, you know, unnecessary foul when he leaves his teammates really up against it there. I, I'm, I'm sure the, the chaps in the intelligence division will be looking for suspicious betting patterns tomorrow. Guy's in a yellow card and it's as blatant a second yellow as you'll ever see. Um, just sheer stupidity. I mean, I know stupid football is just stupid things sometimes, but this was beyond that. Um, it just really, you know, if you're, if you're a Wraith Rovers fan, player or manager, you're so frustrated with that because you're already up against it. You've got pretty much no no chance and now it's game over. So, aye, I thought it was just poor football all over. Yeah. So at that point, you know, Celtic have still got half an hour to play against 10 men and you'd, you'd certainly be hoping for more goals. On the hour mark, as he often does, and just rang the changes. So, Juranovic uh, comes on, as does Liam Scales to make his debut. Of course, Abada and Ayeti. They reshuffled the pack at that point, so Yota became your centre forward. Uh, Montgomery moved further up to the left wing. Scales slotted in at left back, and Juranovic played further up uh, in right wing in place of Abada. Liam Scales, definitely want to talk about. I thought he had a very assured performance, a, a big stride on the lad. You know, he covers ground Aye. very quickly, and he looked pretty calm. Again, you know, like others, he'll face tougher tests than Wraith Rovers, but he can hold his head high tonight. Definitely. You know, for a. You know, he's. Parkhead debut I, I thought he was very impressive that, that stride like you say but it's not a, a big lazy language it's a fast stride you know he, he'll be shifting yards up the pitch any time he gets a chance decent feet he's got decent eye for a pass um, he, he's, he's prepared to get in and mix it yeah I really liked it yeah I thought he was he's strong he's tall he's athletic he certainly will give Ange something to think about in that left back spot at the moment it's really, well, I was going to say it's between him and Montgomery. Obviously, Bolling Goalie's around. I don't know the, the, the long term plan for him, but I would like to see Skills given a chance here. I like Montgomery a lot. I thought he was good again tonight. But more in an attacking sense, he seemed to offer something you know, further up the field. Um, he can defend, but I don't think it's his natural setting. He, he was a forward in, in his youth days, and he's been asked to play further back. I think Skills, you can see it tonight, he's very assured in the ball, but he looks a defender first and foremost. I think we've got a bigger problem at left centre half. And skills could fit in there, but you can see the way Andrew's been training them. You know, you can see how he was slotting in the the inversion um, that he is wanting them for that left back role. So I, I think that's where you're going to see him come Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. But good debut by Liam Skills. Um, not long after that, further changes: Beaton and Sorrow come on. McCarthy and Rogic go off. Is he bringing Beaton and Sorrow on just to make it exciting for the neutrals? <laughs> certainly do, don't they? Um, <laughs> Beaton in his natural centre mid position, so you know, there's still enough nonsense going on, I suppose. We still saw a lot of madness from him. Uh, Sorrow, wow, he's just bananas. Yeah, he just, it's kind of headless chicken stuff. He's Aye. running about, it's like he's, 
Excited to be boy. His head doesn't know what his leg is going to do next. And, <laughs> Aye, and, it just, and it's so exciting. Yeah. It doesn't make for controlled football, though, and it's, it doesn't work for me. Um, ah. And Beaton even more puzzling. I just don't see the need to bring him on. And obviously, we've mentioned that Jack Amakis was on the bench. I wonder as well, could you get Liam Shaw, Uragide? Could you get some of these guys some minutes? Why not? Liam Shaw for a centre mid, you know? Yeah, so. What's he doing on the bench if you're not going to even give him some game time? Because yeah. the game's done, you know? It was, it was taking on a bit of a pre season friendly feel. So all the more reason to get to see guys that you're not sure about. Yeah. So as mentioned, those lads have come on with, you know, best part of 20 odd minutes to go. But there's not really uh, many talking points of note beyond that. There was a couple of decent efforts. Juranovic has had one over the bar. Some different probing around the edge of the box. Ralston didn't seem to get more confident as the game went on. But the game's played out at that at that point. As I said, when the sending, sending off comes in and they were marking your 3-0, 3-0 to the good the game's done and dusted and it has played out and we've noticed this from a few of the games recently you know Ange obviously spoke passionately in the the mic'd up training video we go to the end we never stop and I think the games are done by 70 minutes at times Aye, we don't stop unless one of their players gets sent off for a stupid second booking yeah so that was that anyway um, in the aftermath the, the draw for the semi-finals at Hamden have been made and Celtic will face last season's double cup winner St Johnson one to look forward to yeah definitely you know and they've got a a lot of pride on the line there and their, and their trophy to defend so that'll be a, a good game um, and it'll be interesting to see obviously what Hibs can do because they just don't like playing in cups so that could be interesting Yeah, first time Celtic have been at Hamden since a, a very um, tough and trophyless season last season uh, so one to look forward to any final thoughts James as we start to wrap this one up? No, I just it was a great game it, I think it was a great time for this kind of game you know, you're playing a, a weaker opposition you got an early-ish goal um, you got your second and you got to get get more air into the, the players' legs that, that needed them. So, bigger test on Sunday with Dundee United. They obviously get beat tonight from Hibs. So, they'll, they'll be looking to come out fighting. And then we're right into the real games with uh, Leverkusen next week. So, today was just a great point on the progress. Um, and let's move towards Sunday. Yeah, definitely. So plenty of big games for Celtic to look forward to. So we now head to Hamden for a semi-final against St Johnson as we chase down the first silverware of the season. We'll be back again after Sunday's league game against Dundee United. But in the meantime, thanks to James for joining me tonight. And as always, our thanks to you for listening. We'll see you again next time. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.